name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, please be seated. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Messenger. 
Maybe it's your neighbor. Maybe it's your husband or your wife. Maybe it's a child. Maybe it's a friend. When life is going really well and somebody comes up to you and goes, you know, I think there's a call on your life. Right. Oh, really? <laughs> Greetings, favorite one. Full of grace. Helga, he. Full of grace. Greetings, favorite one. Was that just 2,000 years ago that happened, or do you, do you really believe that God still does that? Okay. See, I think this is God's choice. This is God's choice. God can do whatever God wants, right? But it seems to me that it's God's choice to do the work of God in the world through us. Through us. God became one of us, of course, in his son. And God comes to Mary. says, okay, I'm going to do something. And you, Mary, I invite you to join me in what I'm about to do. The story of a, of a new parishioner who had moved in and, and had sort of established her own. It's, it's, a, it's a common thing for clergy to go and make home visits. I'll be knocking on your door soon. <laughs> <laughs> to make the rounds, right? To make the rounds and visit people. And, and don't, don't be overly concerned if, if George or I or Turner come and, and make a visit with you. Um, we're just checking to see what photos you have on your refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to get too there's this, there's this, uh, this, this uh, pastor that went to see a, a new parishioner and and, um, and found out on arrival that that parishioner was an avid gardener. He was really into gardening and had this beautiful landscape around their home, gorgeous flowers, <coughs> perfect lawn, not at all like my house. <laughs> Beautiful oranges and yellows and pinks and, and just absolutely gorgeous, gorgeous landscaping. And so they were admiring that, and, and the pastor kind of leans into the to the parishioner who likes doing all that kind of gardening stuff and goes, Isn't the work of the Lord glorious? Isn't the work of the Lord glorious? Well, that 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 parishioner was a little bit taken aback by that. Didn't really appreciate that. I said, well, well, yeah, that's true, but you should have seen this place where the Lord had it to himself. <laughs> Recognizing, right, well, hey, wait a second. <laughs> right? Yeah, I had something in this too. God used me and hail favored one, the Lord is with you. Look at the wonderful things you can do, the wonderful things that God will accomplish with your hands. Right? You've got a part in this. <laughs> I think that's part of the story of Mary and the Annunciation. That God comes to Mary says, you're blessed. I'm going to do something through you. And you, Pat Hicks, and you, Jane Stewart, and you, Kohler family, and you, Dr. Redman, and all of you back here, too, 
Amen, our friends on the back row. Yes, God is going to do something through all of you. Do you believe it? Do you believe that God will call you? <clears throat> that God still does. Now Mary, right, has this encounter. It's in the story. We want to believe it. We want to believe that an angel actually showed up and said something to her. And she pondered it, right? She was perplexed by these words. What is this about? How can this be true? How is this going to happen? She asked questions. Do you? Mary might be a great model for us and how God calls us and uses us. And then to have the courage, right? Mary is set up as that as an example of somebody who has this courage to say yes. Mary's yes with hold is what changed the world. Mary said yes. The angel says, with God, nothing is impossible. And it's true for you? Is this your fact? <clears throat> Now, I know perhaps we're thinking, well, Mary was a young person, and Mary had a whole wife in front of her, and Mary could be called into this adventure because she's only maybe 14 or so years old. And the angel says, Mary, you found favor with God. You are grace. And maybe we're thinking, well, that's all great, but you know, my day is past. My day is past. You know, we hear a good shepherd, I will say that we're a seasoned congregation. <laughs> we love the young people who have come among us. You bless us so, right? But, you know, our youth group, if you're under the age of 60, you're in the youth group. <laughs> if you're between 60 and 120, you're in leadership. <laughs> seasoned bunch, right? And we might think, well, you know, I am so tired. Been there, done that. I've had my chance of doing those things. I'm hurting, tired. I'm just talking about me. <laughs> just talking about me. Your story's probably even better. Or you might think that, you know, well, I've, I've been there, I've done that. I'm, I'm, I'm ailing, I'm hurting, there's somebody I need to take care of. And we might think, well, so God's not going to come to me. That God's not going to send an angel or a messenger in human form to say something about what I might be called to do. To allow me to ponder that like Mary did, and then to have the courage to say, yes, Lord, send me. Send me. I will go. I'll be your Mary. Told the story about six years ago. I think it's probably about time to recycle it. <laughs> Once every six years. Some of you might remember it's one of the earliest stories I told here. I've been here about six years now. And I think it says something about thinking about who we are and how God can use us no matter who we are, no matter where we are, no matter what's happened or what's happening. It's a story about two pots. Two pots. Story about a water bearer in India, and had two water pots. Each day, that water bearer would take this long, this long stick and put the pots on each end and, and would carry those two pots down to the river. 
They got down to the river, the, the water, the water bearer would fill those two pots up and would take them back up the road to his master's house. And every time he got back, he had one full pot and one pot that was half empty. Because one pot had a crack. And the water kept leaking out. This went on day after day, week and month after month, year after year of that person faithfully going down and collecting that water and bringing it back. You know that pot that was that was perfect? The one that didn't leak? It was mighty proud of itself. I am doing what I was made to do. And every time we go, I bring back a full pot of water. Perfect. Look at me. Well, the other pot, right? The broken pot's kind of looking at that and going, boy, <clears throat> I sure have failed. I sure wish I could be like that full pot and do the job that I'm called to do. And was really grieving not being perfect and leaking all that water. One day that broken pot spoke to the water carrier, the water bearer. And said, you know, I am so ashamed. Well, what are you ashamed of? Well, I, I'm, I'm saddened. I'm, I'm ashamed by, by not being able to do what I am made to do. Every time you go down there, the, the other pot gets to bring back a, a full load of water. And, and you put all this work and effort into this. And, and every time I come back, the best I can do is give you half a pot of water. I'm just not serving you. <laughs> so the water bearer said, okay, so here's, here's what I want you to do. We're going we're gonna to go back again tomorrow. We're going we're gonna to look at what's going on. So he loads the two pots and he, he, he's taking them down to the river. And, and along the way, he, he says to the broken pot, hey, the broken pot, look around. What, what do you see? There's flowers. Because, yeah, aren't they beautiful? Oh, yeah, they're so beautiful. Notice how they're all on, on this side of the path. And how gorgeous they are. Yeah, that's absolutely beautiful. They got down to the river and they filled the pots as they normally do and, and, and brought them back. And sure enough, they got back to the master's house and there was the one proud pot that's full of water. The other one failed again, right? Only half a pot. The water carrier said, So, so what did you think of the trip? Well, for a moment there, I, I, I felt pretty good when you pointed out the flowers that were growing on the side of the path, but, you know, now I remember that we're back. I didn't serve you once again. I failed once again. Because we broke broken pot. Did you notice that the flowers were all on one mm -hmm. side? Well, yeah, I did. Because I knew that you have a weakness. I know that you're a broken pot. And so because we're going back and forth all the time, I planted seed on that side. And every time we go down there and come back, you're watering those flowers. And for two years now, our master has had flowers on their table because of your brokenness. Do you dare believe that you are favored by God? Not as you want to be, <clears throat> but as you are now.
that God can take everything that's happened to you and everything that's not going right for you and accomplish his work through you. We might need to do this for ourselves. We might need to do this. I encourage you to do this. When you get up in the morning and you're getting ready and you're standing in front of the mirror, why don't you speak God's voice to yourself? Greetings, beautiful. <laughs> Greetings, favored one. Hail, Joe, full of grace. Hail, Elizabeth, full of grace. Hail, Deanna, full of grace. Hail, George, full of grace. The Lord is with you. Susie, the Lord is with you. Mike, Jean, the Lord is with you. Do you dare believe that? You need to hear it. You need to hear it. You need to believe it. And God doesn't waste anything anything. And when you think about, okay, I am graced. I am highly favored by God. As I am. As I am. Not as somebody else is. Not as I want to be. But as I am now. What is it God wants to use you for? What is the ministry that God wants to call you into? To birth his son into the world. His way of being. Mercy. Compassion. Love. Sacrifice. What is God calling you to do? What is he calling you to do? Remember with God, there is nothing that is possible. Amen. Amen. Amen.